Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. Your thoughts on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling text line, 765-447-4080. Uh, let's go over to our Hammerhead hotline, bring in Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier. It's uh, Friday. It's been a busy high school sports week as well. And uh, Sam joining us here from uh, the golf course. Doesn't even get to play, but he's covering sectionals. Sam, how's it going? Uh, it's a beautiful day out here at Coyote Crossing. Uh, the sectional is just wrapping up. I think the final group just came in. So uh, hopefully I can get on the road and then turn my focus to football uh, here in the next hour or two. All right, let's go through some of these games here tonight. Uh, West Lafayette, man, uh, another week and another new quarter or, uh, running back, I should say. Uh, people don't necessarily realize this, too. This is running back number four. This is not three. This is four because... Connor Blakeman went down. Number the number two running back transferred out. Now uh, they lose David Curl last week. Uh, I, there's a silver lining, and this is the fact that they don't run a multi-back set on offense. I mean, that's the one good thing. But still, getting down to your fourth running back isn't exactly ideal, is it? Uh, no, it's not ideal for anybody. And I just wrote when I was doing my predictions earlier that no coach wants to go into a season and by week five knowing that his JV running back is now the varsity starter. Uh, you know, it's not that, um, you know, it, I don't think it's going to matter today, but some, at some point um, you're going to need to have a, a guy that's had a lot of reps there uh, when you get into the postseason and you play some of the, the best teams in the state trying to get to that uh, state title game. I, um, you know, it sounds like Dawson Martin's going to be the guy back there at least this week. Uh, they do have options. Uh, they've, As I said last week, they've gone through this in the past where they moved Cannon Melkai from his receiver spot into the backfield. Max Mullis got his varsity, um, you know, his first varsity, I guess, uh, reps to, as a go-to guy as a running back, and I think he's an option uh, that you can move there because they do have quarterback depth. So uh, we'll see what they do going forward. But tonight I think they're going to say, hey, let's give the, the JV kid a full game to see what he can do and uh, see if we've got a, you know, a solution there with him. It's not like they are out of weapons by any means. And, of course, his defense is still pretty darn good, so – you know, maybe if maybe they don't win by 28 points on average, maybe it drops down to like 21 points, right? It's still winning. Uh, well, Rensselaer is a team that has given them some fits, not so much last year, but in the past just with their uh, style of play, they can take a, an entire quarter off the clock. And I think a couple years ago, it's overtime, and it took a, a Mo Amanade sack to save uh, the West Lafayette uh, faithful's you know, hope uh, for a Hoosier Conference championship that season. So, uh it's a game that probably will be tight at least for a little bit, but I imagine that West Lafayette's got the, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a talent gap there. And, and like you said, the skill positions are still pretty good at the receiver, quarterback. And I think that, uh, you know, Max Moles' legs is always an X factor. Sam King with us here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, Jeff and Muncie Central. Uh, Jeff getting some headlines for putting up 80 points last week against Richmond. Um, it's not a good team. They're just teams in the NCC. They're not good. Um, they they should not be playing teams that are, you know, 3-4-A even. Uh, Richmond is one of those programs. Um, I just I hate that that game gets out to the score that it does because it's not good for their kids. But at the same time, it's like, you know, Pat Shanley doesn't give the ball to his top two rushers. Uh, puts in every kid that he's got dressed. I mean, what else can you do in a game like that? Yeah, it, I mean, I've talked to parents who were there and coaches and, you know, it might be fun for the players, but they, you know, those kids when they score seven touchdowns on 11 plays or whatever it was, whatever crazy stat it was, that's not even fun. You want to play a competitive game where 
the reps are, are mattering in the fourth quarter. And um, just, it, it's sad that it got to that. And like you said, uh, Jeff right now is without its, its top two running back. Um, don't know when those guys are going to come back. But, uh, you know, they did everything they could. They asked for a running clock, I understand, in the second quarter last week. And Richmond said, no, we're not going to do that. Well, okay, um, you know, you, you kind of ask for what you get then if, if that's the case. Um, it, it's sad that, you know, negative publicity kind of comes out of an 80 to nothing game uh, when you see the score and you think it's running up. But it was, it was out of hand after, you know, midway through the second quarter, you knew this is a game that we just need to get on the bus and keep everybody healthy and send Richmond packing and move on to next week. But, you know, the good thing, the silver lining that does come out of this is everybody on your, that dresses on your roster gets to play in that game get a little bit of reps on a Friday night because you never know when, you know, look at West Lafayette's situation. When you have a guy that goes down and you suddenly have to thrust the kid who's never played a varsity game into the, the Friday night lights. And, um, you know, so having those reps um, probably eases that a little bit if you get to an, an unfortunate circumstance like that. I would say more of the same tonight against Muncie Central. I know Muncie Central maybe has a playmaker or two, but they're just – it's – they're they're out. Jeff's outclassing them. I mean, it's going to be more of the same tonight, right? Yeah. Well, I saw Muncie Central play at McCutcheon two two weeks ago, I believe, and the quarterback is decent. He doesn't have a whole lot of time to sit back there and, and pick his weapons. But there was one receiver in particular that when he got the ball to that kid made plays, and I think the running back is pretty good. It's just that it's you know Jeff is going to dominate this game in the trenches, uh, and then the skill positions are um, you know just Jeff is. is uh, a few notches above and, and probably going to have its way. I imagine this is going to be a running clock uh, come second or third quarter. All right, uh, Sam, let's go uh, out to Harrison uh, where it's uh, the Anderson coming into town. Anderson coming off two straight wins, but again against Richmond and Marion, just two of the worst teams in uh, the conference and you know, two of the lowest Sagarin rating teams uh, in the state as well are not very good. Um, you know, Harrison kind of in the same boat as Jeff is. Uh, they want to go out there and get some reps, but, uh, you know, how long are these start? How long is Ben Henderson really going to be able to be out there? Ethan Pop and Carter Ganoy. I mean, they're just, uh, they'll, they'll get a quarter and a half of work and, you know, probably have to call it a night, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you look at, uh, the schedule coming up. Harrison plays Richmond and I believe Tech still, um, also have, you have Lafayette Jeff in there, which will be a, a good test, but, um, you know, I, I just hate these games, and I'm actually going to be at that game tonight, mostly because I've got to write a golf story and a football story and then take care of some photo stuff, and the workload is big, and I, I want a game that's going to be over by halftime that I don't have to do a whole lot of thinking. and <laughs> stuff. Um, So that's maybe selfish reasons, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Harrison is a mile down the street from my house, and uh, I can get home quickly and hopefully get some things done um, you know, in a timely fashion tonight because of this. So uh, it, it's going to be over quick. I imagine that, uh, you know, Harrison's offense is just getting better and better every single week. The defense, I think, is the best in this area. Um, really just shutting down everybody they played. Uh, Max Mullis, you know, getting loose on two really long runs probably hurts the average a little bit for Harrison. But other than that, uh, they've, they've shut down everybody they've played. And I think that, uh, you know, that's, that's going to be huge going forward because you start to look, you know, going into this year, I thought, Harrison could go 9-0 and and then play Decatur Central in the sectional and, and get pounded. And now I look at what Decatur Central is doing, and Decatur Central can't score. And Harrison's defense is shutting down everybody. And now I'm starting to think, oh, man, if those two meet in the sectional, uh, look out. You know, Harrison can make a run in this tournament uh, if they keep getting better offensively, which is 
what you hope to get out of these types of games is just getting, getting some confidence offensive side of the ball. Sam King with us on the Hammerhead Hotline for the Journal and Courier. Uh, let's go to uh, CC, who's going to go up to uh, Tipton. They've lost four of the last five against Tipton. Uh, you're going to hear my convo with uh, Coach Brian A. coming up next. I had a chance to talk to him this morning. And in, in the five years I've known him, Sam, um, I, I don't think I've seen him this worked up about a loss before. Uh, it was 21-21 to out there on the west side right before the half. Um, and then, you know, Whatever happens, man, uh, they don't. CC does not put together a second half, and Westside runs away with it. Um, it's just a mountain that they have not been able to climb uh, under that coaching staff there. And uh, you get the sense that they thought this was probably one of their best shots to finally get over that hump, and uh, they they didn't leave it out on the field. Yeah, and Bryn Robbins had a huge pick six that tied the game, and you think, okay, here we go, and. You know, Westside had enough time. They get on scores, and they get a field goal right as the half expires, and that's a 10-point gap, and you're thinking, you know, that's, that's tough to come back against West Lafayette on. And then, you know, big play to start the second half. They get a down first and goal at the three, and Central Catholic throws a pick in the end zone. And unfortunately, that was all she wrote. I was, I was thinking that was going to be competitive until the end, and West Lafayette uh, kind of maybe took advantage of a, a young quarterback in CC. Uh, I think he threw four picks. And, um, you know, obviously being in some situations that uh, he had to throw, try to throw them back into the game. Uh, also, just West Lafayette's really, really good. But I think that Central Catholic felt like that was a winnable game that got away. And now they go to Tipton, a uh, team that's beaten them, I think, four times in the last two years because they end up playing in that Week 9 crossover game every year, it seems. So you want to, you know, you need to prove that, hey, we're a better team than last year. You've got to beat the teams that were beating you last year. And I think this is a great opportunity to do that. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure Brian May said this in your conversation because he says it to me. If we don't win this, it's the start of a losing streak. And yep. um, I think that uh, going over there and getting a win is huge for confidence and just getting some morale back. And, um, you know, I think CC really could run the table the rest of the regular season starting with tonight. And, but they got to go there and play well. Uh, you know, some of that probably uh, needs to fall on the shoulders of, of some other players. Baylor Smith clearly is doing his part. Uh, he looked like a man against West Lafayette last week. There were times where he didn't have a hole to run through, and, and the kid just made a hole. And uh, what should be a two-yard loss turned into a three-yard gain. So uh, I think having that luxury is great, um, but they got to get some other weapons. You know, Evan Deanhart's done pretty well at catching the short passes, Owen Munn on the deep passes, but they got to get some other guys involved. I think, you know, and there's a silver lining, and I believe I brought this up to him, is, you know, your two losses – Man, they're not bad losses. Garrett and West Lafayette, those are two of the top teams in, in 3A, I think. Um, but at the same time, and I think this is the sticking point here, is, yeah, those are good losses in, in that regard, but you shouldn't be losing your – you should be a better team to not lose to each of those by 30-plus. I think that the, the, the gap in those losses, I think, is what upsets them the most. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time hearing you because a thousand people are about to come up here. But, uh, yeah, the, the – problem is i think that both of those games should have been more competitive at least on the scoreboard at the end yeah and stakes piled up i think both of those games ended up being a lot of turnovers that just snowballed and um then you end up getting beat by 30 and when you look you know at the end of the season and you look back and say oh garen beat the crap out of central castle west lafayette had its way with it uh you know maybe in the garen game that was the case last week it certainly wasn't and i think that um, if you can really peel back uh, the onion a little bit and look at that and say, hey, 
we were right there with a chance to, to be with West Lafayette in the middle of the third quarter. Uh, not a lot of teams can say that. And I think that once they get in the two-way North tournament, they're going to be fine. They're going to be better because of these losses, um, having seen that kind of talent on the field across from them. That's why Central Catholic schedules the way it does, is because they want to play the best competition possible. And um, every week of the regular season is basically a practice game to get into that tournament. Hey, our game of the week this week is at McCutcheon. They host Logansport tonight. Covered starting at 6.30, kickoff at 7 o'clock. You and your predictions uh, went ahead and took Logansport in a tight matchup here. Uh, talk about this matchup for the Mavericks. Can they win this one? Uh, they absolutely can win this one. And anybody who knows about the North Central Conference will tell you this is, you know, you look at the records and you think, okay, Logansport uh, is going to roll through with this one. But, um, you know, I, I think McCutcheon is a team that's, going to, uh, you know, they're going to be a dangerous team for the rest of the season uh, just because they're starting to get confidence, that belief in, in Coach Strasser um, that things are working because they keep getting better. Um, but I think this is what I wrote is I have to see it proven on the field first. You know, they've got to win a game that goes down to the wire um, before I'll start believing that they're a team capable of doing that consistently. And so far it's been, you know, pretty good for two quarters, two and a half quarters, and then it's uh, not so much. Um, it's nice to say, hey, at halftime we were right there with Harrison. At halftime we were right there with West Lafayette. But um, the game, unfortunately, is four quarters, and uh, that's where McCutcheon has struggled, uh, you know, aside from the Muncie Central game, which we've already talked about Muncie Central and don't need to go there again. Um, I think that, you know, I will be uh, overjoyed for Coach Strasser and for McCutcheon if this is a game in the final minutes and McCutcheon comes away with a victory because that will show uh, tremendous signs of progress. And I think that this group of kids right now, they just really need to win a game that, uh, you know, is a, a matchup that it's like, hey, they, they have similar talent to us. Let's go out and prove that we're capable of winning a game where that's the case. Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier will have coverage of uh, all your area football action, as he always does Saturday morning. So make sure you get your subscription to the JNC and give him a follow. Sam, hey, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, enjoy the rest of uh, golf sectional there and uh, your short drive down the street to Harrison tonight. All right, buddy? Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> take care, Sam. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a break. we come back. Coach Brian Nay joins the show. That's next here on the uh, Hammer Down Show, 101.7 The Hammer, 101.7.